welcome. I'm here with the lovely Gemma. Hello, Gemma. Hi, Ashling. How are you today? I'm super excited because Santa Claus is coming really soon. It's not long now. Not long. I know. I know. I wonder, did he get my letter that I sent him earlier this year? Whether my Tesla will turn up outside <laughs> Christmas morning. <laughs> I'll have my fingers crossed for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, but I have a feeling, you know, he might be good and like send me one in a few different colours. You never know. You never anyway, know. <laughs> you don't. This is our episode on white Christmases. So the one thing myself and Gemma share every year um, is normally a little joke about who is the first person to ask us, is it going to snow this Christmas? So this question tends to blow our minds for many reasons and happens the same time every year and is just equally as mind-boggling that people first of all fixate on one day for snow, which in the grand scheme of meteorology doesn't actually matter that it's Christmas Day or that it holds any religious context or anything like that. But people are just so into whether it is going to snow on this one day and not even so much on that one day but like overnight on that day so that you wake up to this idea of yep. white Christmas. So that they wake up to the snow lying on the ground that's really what they're after. Yeah basically so we thought we would explain a little bit about um, what's actually going on here and <laughs> how likely it is that this is going to happen. So let me also start by saying welcome to our For the Love of Weather podcast, the place where you will find people who really do love the weather. And as you get to know Gemma in particular, she loves the weather a lot, but in particular loves some factoids. So this episode is all about you, Gemma. Lots of factoids. And I have actually gone away, Ash, and I have found some weather factoids. You'll be unsurprised Are these to ones know. that you didn't know, though? Were you just checking up they on were, them? They were. I didn't know these ones. Really? So I, I've learned something oh, new today as well. That my mind. Or cricket facts, by the way, or football facts, or any sports at all. Gemma is your woman to go to. She kind of knows everything about everything and also understands the weird rules of cricket and that weird cricket game 2020. Oh, I love is cricket that... in 2020. I just don't get it. And I've been at a few games and I just, I don't, I don't get You've it. You've been to games with me as well, and I've explained I the know, rules to you. I know, <laughs> Gem, I know. It's just, you know, as you were handing me that wine, and it just all got a little bit fuzzy. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just not, I'm not good at it. And also, I think, I don't know, it's a long game. It's a long game to pay attention to. A test to. matches. And everyone's in the long. same colours. <laughs> it's really tricky <laughs> well, all the people in the same team or <laughs> well oh you okay, mean a test so oh the, a test match the yeah test match they're all in wearing test their match. test whites yeah yeah yes so let me clarify maybe i do know a little bit more in the 2020 they wear different colors but in a test match they all wear the same colors i don't get i don't know they bowl out they bowl in i don't know anyway <laughs> <laughs> So this episode is supposed to be all about white Christmases, including how likely we are to get a white Christmas here in the UK. So Gemma, do you want to take over from here and tell us a little bit about the definition of a white Christmas? 
I most certainly will. So a white Christmas in the UK is defined by um, a definition that the Met Office have in place. So the Met Office are the UK's National Weather Service. So the Met Office definition of a white Christmas is that one snowflake has to fall within 24 hours of the 25th of December. So just one snowflake. Just one snowflake. And it used to be in the uh, traditionally it was just one single location but obviously there's a lot of interest in whether it's going to be a white christmas people put bets on whether it's going to be a white christmas i actually did a bit of research before this and i already saw that there was betting odds going on whether there's going to be a white christmas yeah i should really get in already it's not going to snow there we go (laughs) (laughs) it's not what the newspapers were saying today at least (laughs) But yeah, so it, it was one single location, mm-hmm. but now there's um it's anywhere in the UK. Right. So just one single snowflake has to right. fall. And then I, I do think Christmas. so the bets are on like places like Buckingham Palace. Coronation Street is in there recently as well. You can put a bet on that yeah. one as well. Gosh, just one snowflake. So this is another thing that also just blows my mind. So the UK must be like... I don't know, is it 600 miles long? I mean, it's pretty long. We've got mountain ranges up in Scotland. We're a couple of latitudes north of there. It does actually seem likely now that you say that, that it's going to be a white Christmas. Okay, so I have a little Mm. test for you, Ash. Okay. So this is to see how well you know past white Christmases. Oh, gosh. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, so (laughs) last year, was last year a white Christmas? So this is 2019. No, it was not a white Christmas. I know that because I wrote something about it. Correct. It wasn't a white Christmas. God, I got really nervous. I was like, (laughs) maybe the whole thing was wrong. Okay. Okay. What about 2018? Was that a white Christmas in the UK? Ooh. No, where was I in 2018? I'll probably place this back to tiny. 2018 was not a white Christmas. Your memory is so much better than mine. It wasn't a white Christmas, you're correct. Right. No, and I do the reason I know that is I'm How remembering you know where that? it was. Because it was I remember it being really mild. It was very mild, but I just yeah. I I struggle to remember events, but I'm so I, impressed. I have a weird memory for stuff like that. I have weird way of organising dates in my head. I'm very impressed. I'm Ash. not I don't do it on purpose, but sometimes I do have weird connections to Timing and places, or maybe what somebody was wearing. Okay. A bit of a freaky thing. If I remember what they were wearing and I didn't remember the event, then that would probably trigger the memory of the event. Okay. Well, it means that you're winning in this quiz so far. I mean, you're <laughs> nice. the only one playing, but you're winning. <laughs> so 2017, was that a white Christmas? 2017. So this is where I'm not sure. I do remember being pregnant for that Christmas. Mm-hmm. And although I had a little furnace going, I think it was actually, no, it was not a white Christmas. Oh, Ash, you were doing so well. Oh, was it a white Christmas? It was technically 2017 was the right. last white Christmas in the UK. Where did it snow? Do you know where it snowed? Oh, I don't know that. Oh, it can't have been a widespread one though. It must have been one of those like flaky shower ones. You know, yeah, like, I, d- I don't know if it's off of my head, but I don't think it was. I really don't. Oh, but I do remember 
in the March and April that year, it was really cold in spring and it was snowing and it snowed really badly. But that was by by early 2018. Anyway, <laughs> we're going off track. 2018, slightly. the beast from the east year. So there was a beast from the east, but then what I termed the mini beast from the east in my own, this was just okay. my own thing. The mini beast from the east was... 2018 in the April okay I think so I remember we had this, that. We had this big that. event and then we had sort of another version of it Afterwards. but it wasn't quite the beast it was more like a mini beast like, I think so I remember I think it, that actually I think it didn't swing out of like the interiors of Siberia it swung out of like the interiors of Europe or something anyway right so 2017 was a white Christmas. However, there is a lot more facts about a white Christmas. For example, we do have, it just needs to be one snowflake. But actually, when we think of a white Christmas, first of all, why do we actually think of this widespread snow? I think it's up down to the American movies and the Coca-Cola ad. I think it's the movies. I think it's when you pick up a Christmas card, it has the snowy scenes. It's basically what we're told a lot of the time christmas should look like with this snow everywhere do they have snow on the cards in australia is that a really silly question it's not and i have i have received cards from australia at christmas and i don't recall seeing snow on them i mean the ones i got they might have been just like amusing ones but the ones i received had kangaroos with santa hats on there wasn't any snow on them so is it just the northern hemisphere that has this idea of a white christmas although if you lived in florida for example or like southern parts of california you wouldn't be expecting a white christmas no i wonder we should have looked it we should have looked into this a bit more you know (laughs) we should have but this is it's interesting I wonder if they as accepting of the type of weather Christmas or do they have the same fascination? Probably not because it's just not going to snow. No, and they know it's just going to be, well, they're likely to have Balmy a hot day. Yeah. 77 Fahrenheit and I don't know, or some number like that. <laughs> With some good humidity. <laughs> okay, so we've established that a white Christmas is just the one snowflake. But those snowy scenes that we're thinking about, tell me... A little bit more about those the widespread snows the widespread snows so actually yeah. it's much rarer to get the widespread snow so probably more than around half of all christmas days can be termed a white christmas so somewhere in the uk a snowflake has fallen but it's right. much rarer to get a widespread snow the event See, the, the last snow- one i was gonna say the last one was yeah. in 2010 that was the last <gasps> widespread snow event the big freeze (laughs) i'm still traumatized by that (laughs) that was a tough that was a tough winter but that was the uh last widespread snow event in the uk at christmas yeah 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 Um, but that was really disruptive as well it was like that was that was insane flights rail roads although Actually, it got to a point where it was so cold, ice didn't form on the roads because there wasn't enough moisture. Because they were so dry, the roads were so yeah, dry. Yeah, because they were so dry. And, it, and, and when we did get a few dry days, all of the salt stayed on the roads as well. 
I do remember that. I remember yeah. the grit and salt being on the roads and the sensors still picking it up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, road forecasting, Gemma. I know. Me and Ash <laughs> haven't done road forecasting for a number of years. We're very happy about that. We I am like to quite happy not there. to be doing it, especially during that, the winter months as we're getting into the colder months. That is just. Oh, that is un- unbelievable. I've got some some trauma. Some if we have any, if we have well. any road forecasters out there listening to this podcast, much respect yeah. to you. Oh yes, you've got this. You can do this. And the this. people who model the road forecast, yeah. I don't know how they. Oh, I don't know. The, I can't even imagine how they do it. Our gratitude to you, though. Thank you very much for the years that we did do it. Yes, we have. It's a tough job. You are amazing forecasters. Thank you. <laughs> much respect for it. So. We haven't actually had a widespread Christmas that often, actually. So that was nearly 10 years ago now. Yep. Interesting. And then how often has that widespread snow actually happened, let's say, in the last... I think the the Met Office actually records only the last up to 60 years of white Christmases officially. That's when they officially have records for it, which is what all of the statistics are worked out on. Okay. Hmm. So I think the there's only been about four widespread snows over Christmas. That's not a lot. It really is not a lot. But this would make sense though, because did you know back in maybe the 1700s, I want to say, the calendar was changed? It was. It was in the, um, I think it was changed in 1752, I think. Yes, it was. It was 1752 and they brought Christmas back by 12 days. Imagine just chopping 12 days out of the calendar. So when I when I came across this, this just blew my mind completely. Again, I must have said that like four times already. I'm obviously having a very surprising <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so if they brought the calendar back by 12 days, that means that it would have been, in theory, less cold at Christmas because you would have had sort of two less weeks of the weather getting cold and losing all of the heat out of the atmosphere. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so we know statistically it's more likely to snow in spring or statistically more around Easter time if you're to tie it in with a religious calendar, assuming that Easter doesn't fall like sort of very late. And part of that reason, though, is because we lose all of the residual heat in the atmosphere. It takes all of that time for the seas, the oceans, everything to properly cool down. And that's why it's actually more likely to snow around Easter time. So if you've changed the calendar, you've kind of lost two weeks of... Of when when it's getting colder. Of when it's getting colder. So it's even less likely. And also all of the snowy scenes as well from like the rivers freezing over was also before we started messing around with our rivers as well and when I say messing around that actually sounds like a negative thing most of the time it's been quite positive because the flow has kept going and we you know there's been building works and the flow has been opened out etc etc and so that's why we're unlikely to get that kind of freeze anymore most rivers nowadays are really managed and it's unlikely for them to follow a very natural course over the course of their lifetime I think is about right more so because they weave in and out of towns. They weave in and out of 
anything that's been developed and so they're less likely to follow i mean i always find that when someone asks me about a white christmas i always like to counteract that with you do know statistically you're more likely to get a white easter it's the way to go really because if you think about it snow or sleet on average falls in december about 3.9 days here's your factoids i told you i had them but if you compare that to january (laughs) in january on average 5.3 days in january you'll get sleet or snow falling and then if you go into february it's 5.6 days on average and march so so if we compare march yeah it's 4.2 days on average in march so that's more than december and obviously you tend to get easter it does vary obviously year to year but it tends to be around sort of yeah. march april time so that would mean statistically we are more likely to get a white easter than a white christmas it's more likely i do know that do you know how they work out easter it's really complicated it's something like the first sunday after the first full moon after the spring solstice it's some really I didn't know that, but I always like that. have to double check when it is because it's yeah. just. It's mega. Because I remember years and years ago doing some programming, and that's what I had to program oh, was wow. all of the dates of Easter given those set of boundaries. And I just remember thinking, that's complicated. I just thought somebody picked it every year. It's true. And also, if you think about it, if you're looking at how often we get a white christmas christmas day never changes it's always on the 25th of december but this if we're looking true. at easter days trying it to find changes. stats for easter is so much tougher because it yeah. varies year to year when it it's is like a bank holiday as well it's, you know yes. they, they tend to fall in the same time but never on the exact same day which just makes it really difficult when people Very are looking tough. for stats it's like how does this compare to normal bank holidays i don't know don't know and also i can't program that well i can't do that (laughs) so i think the bottom line here is that if i was if i was a betting person just based on this conversation i don't think it's going to be a white christmas a widespread white christmas i would agree if i was going to say is it going to be statistically a white christmas that's very tough to say that's a tough one that's a tough one. I'm gonna leave the verdict out on that. I'm just actually no. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna commit. No. It's I'm not going gonna for be no. a white Christmas. No. I'm just gonna say it. No. Okay. Well, we'll come back in the new year and we'll yeah. see if Ash was correct. We should put a little bet on Gemma. What? What could we bet? I don't know. Just I'm not allowed to bet. <laughs> <laughs> I think I signed something when I started my job to say I wouldn't bet. <laughs> I don't think I'm allowed either. I just meant amongst friends, Gemma. That's all. <laughs> um, I Have would bet chocolate. that... Oh, yeah. If you want to buy me a Terry's chocolate orange, <gasps> I will bet that it's... I haven't looked at any winter forecast or anything yet, so I honestly do not know. I am going to bet that there will be a flake of snow that falls and it will probably be somewhere like the Cairngorms in scotland okay fair enough so you're saying yes i'm saying no terry's chocolate orange is in the mix and i would like to add it is one of my favorites there's a very long list of favorites but that is definitely near the very top terry's chocolate orange Mm. ash as is done french may i add oh terry's chocolate orange have you ever had it in porridge 
This is a complete tangent. Ash, honestly, it will blow your like, mind. Grated? No, you just put a couple of segments in it. <gasps> oh and it melts down. Oh, it's I'm so actually, good. Wait, wait, I'm salivating. <laughs> honestly, try it. It's so good. It will blow your mind. It's amazing. Oh, maybe I'll be putting that on the list into my stocking. Although, why bother with the porridge? Just go for the go for the chocolate. It's true. I I sometimes eat porridge at the end of a night shift, and no, oh, that's a good one. Sometimes I eat yeah. Terry's chocolate orange a night shift as well. I have been known yeah. to go through a whole Terry's chocolate orange on a night shift, and just to mix it up, sometimes I put a couple of segments at the end of the night on my porridge. That's it's so, so good. good. How many? Now be honest. Be honest. How many? Two. Only two. Any more what? than that? Only it's two. Too, it's too much. Really? Yeah. See, I could see myself trying to shove about ten in there. You know. <laughs> well, I've eaten most of it already. It's only normally only about <laughs> yes, two left. Only two left. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, I could just talk about chocolate all evening. Do you know what? I really mean this, right? So chocolate is like. It's worse than my Achilles heel. I don't even know what the thing that's worse than that. But I spend most of the day, particularly in the evening time, like not eating it. Like, so telling myself I'm not allowed to eat that. Do you know what I mean? Like it consumes me. Sometimes it consumes my thoughts. Yeah, I know. But then I go through this, I feel really bad. And then, you know. And then you end up brushing your teeth straight away afterwards, which is sort of minty, and then it just <laughs> removes the gorgeous taste we had. But I do, I I do love chocolate. It's just, it's beautiful. Shall I tell I'm you definitely what I've just? A sweet girl. Shall, I, shall I tell you what I've just made? Oh gosh, maybe I not. made I made some brownies and I put oh, some lovely. galaxy caramel pieces in there. Gemma, if I could send them to you, Ash, I would. They are really so good. So you can. You can send them to me. I will let you. I will accept the delivery. If people could see my face now. They, you know, I'm not sending any tash. <laughs> oh, you told me here. There's no I point in eating recipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll send you the recipe. Yeah, but you're not no, getting any of my no brownies. Point. There's not a hope of me baking. Are you joking me? I do well every day to cook dinner. Oh my goodness, baking it. And anyway, that's the last thing I need to learn how to cook because. That would become the thing then that I learn how to cook and I get really good at cooking because I cook it that much. Anyway. Well, it's so bad. I've cooked them so many times. I actually know the recipe off by heart. I don't actually have to look at the recipe anymore. That's how bad it's got. Do you know the recipe well enough to be dabbling in the ingredients so that it actually, like, you can make you can make exactly what you want? Do you know what I mean? So you've I got your base you ingredients, mean. but, like, so if you really felt like it being extra chocolatey, that you know exactly how much extra without making it too chocolatey see the thing with this recipe is that without any like amendments to it Mm -hmm. they make the best brownies really like hands down yes without any amendments so i've added galaxy caramel this time Mm. but a couple of weeks ago i added terry's chocolate orange to it beautiful so good yeah so good it is one of the most, and you know what? Even the design of it is gorgeous as well. I know you have it's to give it a little tap to break it up. I know it's just beautiful. It's just lovely. Who ever thought of it? I don't know, but we should go and find that out. Actually, I should send them a little thank you letter. We should, we should <laughs> send them a nice thank you note to say thank you for inventing the Terry <laughs> chocolate orange. <laughs> Although maybe I'll have to make this galaxy caramel thing for Christmas Day. Surely I'm allowed something. 
something nice yeah. on Christmas Day. Are you working Christmas Day this year? Do you no, know? I'm off this Christmas. <gasps> wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So this cool. is one thing we should probably talk about as well is that yeah. when you start doing weather forecasting, you have to work night shifts well, depending, and yeah, long depending shifts. Depending on what type you do. A lot of forecast, well, a lot of forecasters will work holidays. Yeah. So, me and Ash have both worked our fair share of New Year's or Christmases. So, oh yes, we have, or both sometimes. Oh, that's that's really unlucky. Mm. Yeah, it was, but oh, you know, things happen, don't they? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I don't mind. There's lovely camaraderie though at Christmas. That's the only thing. You feel like you're, you know. I don't know. It can be nice. I mean, obviously, it can be stressful if the weather's bad. But if the weather's mm-hmm. okay, it's okay, I think. It's true. I was thinking about this today, actually. I was thinking, yes, we have to work Christmases some years. I mean, I'm lucky mm. this year and I'm not working Christmas. Yeah. But actually, the fact that you've got amazing colleagues and we have had amazing colleagues as well that have left us little presents under Christmas trees as well oh, to open yeah. on Christmas They've Day. So been amazing. actually... It's okay. I mean, you'd always yeah. prefer to be at home with your family, but... I know. If you're going to be... If you have to be away, being with a bunch of weather people is really not a bad thing. So true. It is true. Yeah. I think it's... Yeah. It's not that bad. I'm... So I'm not working Christmas Day this year. I'm working Christmas Eve. And okay. And I'm working New Year's Eve as well this year, but that's okay. I don't mind. Me I too. Really I'll mind. see you there on New Year's Eve. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we can party out of the difficult 2020 that we've had and it's true. into a new year, hopefully something a little brighter. So Gemma, tell me, what was your best Christmas present? Oh my goodness, my best Christmas present? Yes, what was your best, your most favourite Christmas present? Wow, that's a really hard question. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I could pick a favourite. I remember when we were little, we would get, um, we, me and my sister once got uh, bikes for Christmas mm. and um, we took them over to the local park and we went and ro- rode our bikes. That was really nice. Wow. But I actually, I love, and this isn't me just saying this, I actually really love giving gifts. I really yeah. like yeah. finding the gift, thinking about someone's personality and what yeah. they like and actually finding a gift. Aww. I really like that. I'm not keen when they open the gift in front of me though, because I think, oh, if they don't like it and... I am not keen. I find on that, that really awkward. Yes. Hashtag mega ox. Yeah. But <laughs> really I really like awkward. buying gifts for people. I really like that. Yeah. I'm, How about I'm you? Like, so, I actually, my, this sounds going to sound a bit dramatic, but my favourite, my most memorable gift that I've had, and I've had two, and the reason I remember, I, I, I remember these is somebody asked me this before, and genuinely, this is what came to my mind. When I was about five years old, my older brother bought me a packet of coloured markers. So it was about 20 in the pack. So, you know, different different colours from black through yep. to, I think, maybe yellow. And genuinely, to this day, that is still one of my favourite presents. Now, my brother was only a couple of years older than me at the time. Maybe, oh gosh, maybe he was... let's say I was five he was 12 and he the reason they were so special is that I grew up in quite a busy household 
and definitely there was always this theme of like sharing so like you would never kind of open anything without offering it to somebody else or you'd never like make a cup of tea and then not offer somebody else the cup of tea and, and that's just the way it was, always was and I just remember this pack of markers just being like oh, they're all mine like oh. and they were all working I don't know that was definitely it's I it's still when I think about it now it still brings a smile to my face just opening them and I was really little so I didn't cotton on to what the shape was either you know my I didn't know that that's what it was it was a lovely surprise and then my other one was when I was about 12 I got a new bike yeah and which I named Coco by the way that's a good name for a bike yeah Coco only recently recently left me all these years later that's good going for a bike yeah yep it was kind of a pink and a purple bike and that was definitely one of my one of my all-time favorite Christmas presents but aside from that all of my lovely memories of Christmas are always about people mine too yeah and and whether that was in work like spending them with them or with family or just these special like days that just unfolded accidentally with and, and when I go home for Christmas, I have quite a lot of family and I, I love seeing them. But just where you just end up having these fabulous, lovely Christmases where there's lots of like happiness around. Yeah, yeah. it's the memories. I always associate mm. certain Christmases with certain memories. So like we always buy a new game every year, a new, yeah. new board oh, game. Oh, that's a lovely yeah. tradition. It's really lovely. And then yeah. so you always think, oh, that year we played that board game and it's... Yeah. Yeah. I love a board game at Christmas. Yeah, you do. Uh, although these days I probably fall asleep on them, but you do. I love a board game. And also it brings out my mega competitive side. Somebody opens up a board of Monopoly. I'm so competitive when it comes to... I'm not to... very proud of myself at the end of a game, but I'm probably the person that would. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really competitive when it comes to board games. I do love a board game. Yeah. And equally, I love a board game like Ludo. Which is a really straightforward game, but I really like it. There you go. One of my favourite board games. <laughs> Controversially, Monopoly I don't really like Monopoly that much. Why? It's just it's a bit long. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you and have I always, to be invested in it. Yeah, I mean, I quite like Ticket to Ride. Have you played that? No. What's that? I don't know. That's, is that a new one? It's, I only know the old ones. It's a fairly new one. It's where you have yeah. to build train routes across continents between stations. It gets very oh, competitive because sometimes people take your train route and then you can't complete your route. Oh, oh. it's a great game. Really good. Sounds crazy. <laughs> for Christmas, <laughs> for Christmas, you know. <laughs> yeah, Christmas is a funny old time, isn't it? It's um and yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit of a weird one this year as well. I won't because I won't be seeing anybody. I won't be able to go home either. But you know what? You don't need Christmas Day for something to be special, do you? Any, no. Any time together is nice. But it is nice when you do get to have some nice memories on the day itself. And I also love the fact that there's every single type of potato on offer that day. So mashed potato, roast potato, potato gratin. Anything you can think of. An oven chip, like homemade one. Like, oh, it's just the best. the best. We only have roast potatoes. Well, you're missing out. There's loads of potatoes, cheesy potatoes. 
You have them all at one meal? No, we'll probably have like three different types of potatoes. Okay. So mash, roast and potato gratin. That does sound good. That's pretty good. I'm going to miss that this year. I'm too lazy to make it for myself though. That's the thing. That's part of the pleasure, isn't it? If somebody just handing someone cooking it food. for you. Yeah, warm food. It's true. It's really Are nice. you a Yorkshire pudding with your Christmas dinner or right. not? So disclosure: never had a Yorkshire pudding before I came to the UK, to the horror of many a person. For Didn't a second, actually... then I thought you were going to say I've never had a Yorkshire pudding, and I was about to go so, mental. <laughs> okay. Second disclosure: I can count on one hand the amount of Yorkshire puddings I've had. I find them a really strange thing here i actually think i'm speechless right now i know (laughs) it leaves many a person speechless and i'm always assured by every person that i have to have x y and z person's yorkshire pudding to have the best yorkshire pudding or this place has the best yorkshire pudding and i just have yet to find one that i'm particularly in love with i don't see the i don't see how it works you know in the dinner and I genuinely, and this is probably just, you know, completely my ignorance on my own part. I never came across a Yorkshire pudding till I actually came here. I didn't know what one was. I'm like, I'm not living, I wasn't living in the dark ages either. You know, I mean, I just never came across it. But yeah, and I feel really, I almost feel like I need to apologize when I tell people. Ooh, you don't need to apologize. Really, I mean, really some people like them. Pudding. Some people don't. I mean, I know some people like gravy with their roast dinners and some people don't. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I love gravy. I'm just putting it out there. I'm not gravy one of those non-gravy people. No, I'm a gravy person as well. I love Yorkshire, a bit of gravy. Yorkshire puddings definitely is a conversation topic over here. It is true. I mean, people it is a big love one. Yorkshire puddings. They mm-hmm. do. I always feel like I don't have anything to add to that except to shock people by saying that I could probably count on one hand the amount of Yorkshire But you haven't <laughs> said that you don't like them. So actually... Your new mission could just be to just keep trying Yorkshire puddings until keep you... Keep finding, until I find yeah. the one. Find the, the one, one that you really like. Yeah. Maybe that's what I need to do. Maybe I should learn how to cook them so I can find the one. Oh, I'm terrible at cooking can... Yorkshire puddings. I just buy them frozen. Well, this is another thing. They seem to be quite a delicacy as well. So some people seem very good at making them and others don't. And also, the shapes and sizes of them are very varied. They are. I mean, there I doesn't... do love a giant Yorkshire pudding. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be a standard across the board as to what one should look like or uh, like just the size, even the colour of it as well. There's definitely a big range of Yorkshire pudding. Yeah, it does vary. Yes, it does from north to south. You know, the further north you go, the further south you go, they they vary for sure. But it does, it's definitely a conversation topic. It (laughs) is. I didn't think that when I asked that question, we would go in this direction of conversation, if I'm honest. But interestingly, also this year, I am aiming not to have meat in my Christmas dinner. That's also a big shocker, I think, as well. But I'm genuinely not having meat in my dinner just for the carbon footprint of it I'm trying to eat less meat and also I do love all sorts of food and you know I think the idea well maybe maybe a couple of years ago the idea of like vegetarian food or vegan food sounded a bit like bland or something but we all know it's absolutely gorgeous and there's loads of definitely lovely, some um, lovely stuff out there yeah I mean beautiful stuff and loads of different cooking books but actually yes this year would be my first year that I'm going to go without meat at Christmas 
I'm going to gonna miss it. it I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be okay. I think it'll be okay. And also, it's one less thing for me to mess up, to to not mess up cooking as well. I'm not the best cook. Timing the cooking of the turkey is pretty tough. It is tough. I just, I'm not a great cook at all. And it's not from lack of trying. I just am not gifted with the cooking. And you know, some people can just like throw things together or just add something in or they have an automatic substitute of something in their head. Like when I, when I see like a, a list of things in a cooking book and, and I just wouldn't know which of it I wouldn't need to have versus the bits I do need to have. Like what's the basics of the recipe? Yeah, I always admire when I see people and they just make up a recipe on the spot. And I'm just like, how, how have do you, you done do that? that? Yeah. 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 I always admire that. Not not very good. Oh, now I'm getting a bit hungry and now I'm thinking about Terry's chocolate orange. I'm going to go and eat a brownie. I'm not going to lie after this. <laughs> <laughs> I've already had one today, but I'm going to go and have I'm another one. I'm just going to go and brush my teeth. <laughs> no chocolate for me today. Oh, Anyway, Gemma, shall we sign off with a weather wisdom? Yes, let's sign off with a weather wisdom. Um, if you're new to the podcast, we like to end every episode with a we- weather wisdom. And this uh, episode, Ash is going to explain the difference between wet snow and dry snow. Because yes, there is a difference between the two types of snow. Yeah, so obviously if you know anything about the weather, you'll definitely know there's a difference between these two. And if you're a skier... You'll definitely know the difference between the two. But here in the UK, we tend to get a lot of wet snow. So first of all, it actually doesn't need to be zero degrees for it to snow. The most sort of frequent snows that we get is when the temperature is around two or three degrees. And I mean that down at the surface. And then eventually over time, it does actually start to get colder again the longer it snows. But we tend to get a lot of wet snow, which means there's an awful lot of moisture in it. And it's normally pretty good for like making snowmen. It's quite sticky, but also is very wet initially. So it'll initially like damp the surface, make it wet. And it turns into terrible slush as well if the temperature hasn't fully dropped. It also creates really bad ice as well. So actually just putting it out there on balance. I'm not a massive fan of snow in the UK, in Southern England to be specific, because we don't normally get a lot of snow or what I like to think of as the right type of snow for me to enjoy. (laughs) And dry snow is when the temperature is normally pretty low, so below freezing, which means the humidity level is lower as well. And it tends to be more powdery, And as it lands in little layers on top, unless you stand on it, it sort of tends to look bigger than what it is unless it gets compressed and you compress all of the air within it as well. And that tends to be really good for skiing. And if you're a skier, you'll definitely know that because if you get a little bit of wet snow or the temperature comes up, the top layer of that snow will sort of ice over. And actually, that's one of those days where you'll get an awful lot of accidents on a ski slope. Not that I'm very good at skiing. I've only ever done it twice just putting it out there but I do know that about skiing (laughs) but you can actually get a little bit of dry snow up in Scotland but overall we've got wet snow here in the UK it's more humidity in it temperature tends to be above freezing just at the surface obviously the higher up you go it is below freezing that's how we would have got snow in the first place 
And here, yes, it tends to be wet snow. So are you a fan of snow overall? I do like snow, actually. I like snow when I'm not working. If I'm working, I would prefer not to snow because it does make for very tricky and busy shifts at work. But I don't mind snow. I've never been skiing. It's on my list of things to do. I'd like to go skiing. But I Mm. do like snow. It's like nice and cosy about snow. When it's snowing outside, you... I do like it crunching on the snow. It's nice. But I, I, yeah. Well, no, it is. It's beautiful to look at. It definitely turns like the world into a little wonderland if you don't have to go anywhere. It's true. I get very excited when it's snowing, and I'm like, it's snowing, yeah. And then I realise that the next day it's melted and it's slushy, and then you've got that weird ice on. It's really horrible ice, and then. You're trying not to slip over as you're trying to get to the bus yeah. stop. So, yeah, initially I'm happy with it. But then I'm like, not actually. Not so much afterwards. And then if you do get some sunshine and you happen to live on the side of the street where there's shade. And, you yeah. know, you're going to have a bunch of icy, messy. I live on the side of shade of the street. So I know that The front feeling. of the house. The front of the house. So I know so that when the snow the... is there. <laughs> and it just doesn't yeah. ever leave. Or... <laughs> Somebody decides to throw a bucket of water over their frosty windscreen. Why? Why would you do it? <laughs> Let's not get onto the ash. <laughs> That's a whole other a whole other topic. Anyway, we do hope that you enjoyed our conversation today about white Christmases. In summary, Gemma thinks it's going to be a white Christmas. I'm going to say it's not going to be a white Christmas, but the chances of it being a widespread white Christmas, statistically is highly unlikely here in the UK. So we blame all the wonderful American movies for this idea of a white Christmas. That's what it comes down to. It's not our fault. We can still dream of a white Christmas, though. Just thought I'd throw in a a little Christmas reference song there. (laughs) Yes. I was going to say, you're going to sing a bar or two there, Gemma. Oh, no, I wouldn't subject people to my terrible singing. (laughs) People don't want to hear that. I promise you they don't. (laughs) Actually, do you know what? My little fella today, there's Christmas lights up everywhere. But he keeps saying to me, look, mommy, ice cream cone lights. And actually, now that I look at most of the Christmas lights that are hanging around, they do look like ice cream cones in the, in, you know, which you've got drive through the towns. That is true, actually. I've never thought yeah. of it, actually. That ice cream is... cone lights. Yeah. There we go. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us today we do hope you have left this podcast just loving the weather a little bit more and we will be back next time with a friend of ours and we're going to be having another little chat all about marine forecasting although i'm curious to see where the conversation goes if the last few episodes are anything to go by it's going to go in the most random direction but it makes it all the more fun because you never know what you're going to talk about (laughs) or hear yourself say which is that is true (laughs) a funny thing that happens sometimes anyway thank you so much and thanks Thanks for for listening listening. bye -bye. bye